Welcome to Sin 315. We're here to encourage and equip Christians to engage in the adventure of sharing Jesus with those that God puts into their life. And we're so glad you're here. Yes, we are so glad that you are here. And Matt, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. What's going on? (laughs) (laughs) Nothing much. I'm going to introduce our host, Kevin Miller. Hooray, I'm here too. (laughs) We tricked you guys. And now I want to introduce you. This is Vanessa Trowbridge, who is a long-time listener and first-time interviewee on (laughs) Century 15, right? Yes, yes. And she may be possibly as excited as we are about this because she just seems that way to me. I am very excited. I feel like I live every day excited. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you do. So you're excited about other things too. But mostly I get that. this. Yes, of course, of course you are. Now, Vanessa, what have you been up to? So I'm going to school to be a licensed esthetician and I'm about four or five weeks in. So I'm still trying to find my niche and what I really want to do with my license. And then I recently took a position at Foothills as the hospitality lead. I'm working for Kevin. Nice. (laughs) It's a dream. I'm really excited. (laughs) She's living the dream. I'm living the dream for sure. For those uh, that are listening that know Vanessa, they know that you just energize every room you walk into (laughs) and you're loving and you make people feel great. So yeah, you were built for it. So many of the people that we have on the show, they go, yeah, you see me now and you go, everybody thinks, oh yeah, everything's always been just giddy and perfect Mm -hmm. and wonderful and beautiful. But there was a time before you met Jesus that they might not recognize the you now back then. Is that right? Yeah. I got saved almost six years ago. January 5th, 2017 is the day that I gave my life to the Lord. I grew up in kind of a Baptist home. It was really um, religious. So I didn't really know the Father's heart for me. My sister really pursued me like all of high school and um, she won me over. She like love won me over. Jesus won me over in the constant pursuit of picking me up Dusting me off and and pursuing me was the biggest thing that won me over to Jesus. And you know, it's really encouraging to the people who have people in their life that don't have a relationship with the Lord. Love is the trickiest way yeah. to uh, just giving Jesus' love to them. I actually am in love with your sister as I am with you. <laughs> yeah. And one of the things that she loves is shopping. She loves. And she's so good at it. Yes, and she told me a story about when you when she lived in. My you were in Idaho. Story. My right? favorite story. Yeah, I want I want you to tell it because it's it's a love story. <laughs> Dude, I have so many stories of my sister. I'm gonna cry. It is what it is, of my sister giving to me. And so, anyways, let's go into the story. So, <clears throat> I came back to California because my parents were divorced. I was spending the summer here with my mom. And I was doing drugs, um, being promiscuous, X, Y, and Z, the whole nine yards. And I go back to Idaho and my sister sees that I am a mess coming off the plane. And um, she worked really hard. She's like mowing lawns and (laughs) washing dogs or something. (laughs) My dad worked really faithfully to provide for us, but it just wasn't enough to get us everything we would ever want and so my sister worked really really hard all summer and i came back and now why was she working very very hard hard to go shopping because she loves shopping (laughs) (laughs) and i came back and um my cousin eve was going to retreat and um 
she saw how broken I was. She truly just saw that I needed to be at the feet of Jesus and she took all that money and she sent me to camp and I come back and I'm just like sold out for Christ and sorry it just makes me it makes me so emotional because that wasn't like the first time she's ever done that and there was a later time of my life where she moved back to San Diego and she came to Foothills and she got saved and she just kept pursuing me and pursuing me and then she actually <laughs> a couple weeks before she left to YWAM it's called Youth with a Mission she was going to be a missionary and learned how to be a missionary she pinned me down and she preached the hell gospel to me and said this is the truth like she was pursuing me for four years and she was like this is the truth go to Foothills these are my people they'll take care of you. One of the things that I've, I've really appreciated about you and just watching you mature and grow in, in your faith and as a woman is how you share your faith. We've had people on the show that have so many different styles, people yeah. that are servants, people that are intellectuals, people that have gone to seminary for it. You have a heart for the loss that really is contagious for me. It's like with our mutual friend, Shane Blainfield. Yeah. Shane, when we capture each other, we, at least for me, I don't know if he gets that way, but I get <laughs> jealous in a really yeah. positive way yeah. because it's like, Lord, I want to be that on fire. I want to share Jesus that way because I'm kind of built a little bit like him. Mm -hmm. So tell me about that. What motivates you to share Jesus with others? And what are some stories about you doing it? Yeah, I just want to say something about Shane really quick. He actually has taught me how to be an evangelist. And thank you, Matt, for the tissue. He was a big part of me developing my spiritual gift. He was my home group pastor for a long time. And so in all of that, I learned what my gifts were. I learned how to operate in them. I've learned like what works and what doesn't work and what's appropriate and what's not appropriate. And so. <laughs> yeah, but I like this one because I know that a few of us along the road have invested in Shane so that he knew those things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you. <laughs> He's been on the show and people are throwing shoes at him. I know, yeah. So he gets it because he does it. Mm. And so so you've learned from Shane and others probably about uh, about sharing Jesus with people yeah. and through your own experience about what works and doesn't work. So yeah. how do you share the Lord with people? What's a typical Vanessa story? Typical Vanessa story, Vanessa's in Panda Express and I am waiting for my friend. This just happened a couple weeks ago. And I see this girl, she is just trying to enjoy her break. <laughs> And I'm looking at her and I'm like, I know I need to say something, but maybe I'll just wait. I'll wait a second and see if I'm going to, if it's really the Holy Spirit. And then I'm like, okay, this is the Holy Spirit. And I go up to her and I forgot her name, but I was like, hi, I know this is a little weird, but I really feel it all my heart to pray for you. And she was like, oh my gosh, yeah, I need prayer for my family and X, Y, and Z. So sometimes I go about it like that for more of the younger generation, people my age or, um, even younger, I go in with the compliment. I'm like, those shoes are it. <laughs> and by the way, can I pray for you? I just have this feeling, <laughs> I don't know, is, is that weird? I just, I really try to be casual about it because we don't have to be <laughs> weird about it. We can, I can connect with someone Amen. my own age and make them see this is relatable. Like mm -hmm. I can have Jesus too. Yeah. And so relating with people, and then when I'm on the street, it looks a little different because I am um, interacting with people who are under the influence. And so it comes in with a lot of grace and a lot of 
um, gentleness. And then when the Holy Spirit sometimes sobers them up, I come in with a whammy and I say, <laughs> hey, I lived this life. I've done this. Yeah, that's kind of how it goes. Like I said, this resonates with some people who go, I can do that, mm -hmm. you know? And I know for myself, I've had what might look like a failure. It's like, you're weird, leave me alone. But you and I have talked about this. Mm -hmm. Most people, the huge majority of people, maybe 99%, mm -hmm. yes. will accept prayer. Yes. Now, they may be thinking when you say, can I pray for you? Can I go home, get on my knees? You know, when mm -hmm. I'm in bed, when I'm going to bed tonight, but then you just go, start praying for them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And almost all of them will accept that. And mm -hmm. it seems like an act of love. Not yeah. like you really care about them. Why would you waste your time praying for somebody if you didn't care about them and you care about them because Jesus yeah. cares about them? Yeah. I think a lot of them are surprised. Like someone cares about me. Like some random girl cares enough to stop. I, there's a story coming to my mind where this girl's getting on her bus and I grab her Instagram. I'm like, give me your Instagram. And I, she's, we're texting back and forth. I'm like, what can I pray for you for? And she's just unloading on me. And I send, a, I think it's like a, a, a voice memo or a text praying for her. There are times where I'm just, give me your social media. I'll pray for you that way. Because the Lord highlights and I'm like, I cannot miss this opportunity because I do not know if this is the last chance she's gonna have to accept the Lord. Yeah. Or I don't, we, we just don't know. That's mm -hmm. true, very, very true. And it's very, very important. There's an urgency to it. Yeah. And it's cool to hear a story positive about social media yes. instead of people arguing and screaming at each other that I it's know. a tool that can be used to spread his love. Amen. Yeah, yeah, it, it definitely was. Let me ask you your opinion on something. Sure. You, first of all, you said people your age and younger. So mm -hmm. how old are you claiming to be now? <laughs> I am 23 years old. Okay, so do you think that there's, I, I know, and I've had a lot of conversations about this, the message is the same. The message of the love of Christ, his sacrificial death on the cross, his resurrection, his, his love and desire to restore relationship with the lost, with their father. Mm -hmm. So that's the message, that's Correct. part of the message. But methods change with culture. What do you find with people that are your age that might be different than people who are my age, 60 something? I had such a bummer, but like I think it is that they don't feel seen in what they're claiming their identity is. So I think a lot of the LGBTQ plus and the pronoun situation, I think that there's a disconnect with the older generation and um, it's really tricky and I've had to learn how to be sensitive but also stand up for the truth. Yeah. And I think meeting people where they are because that's what my sister did. She met me where I was and... Um, that's what Jesus does. And that doesn't mean that we're saying that this is right and this is okay, but we're saying like, we're still gonna love you. Yeah, no this, this is where you're at. Yeah, so I think that is one of the biggest disconnects in also politics is really a, a tricky thing in my generation. Yeah, and you know what? It isn't the hardest that it's ever been. People think this is the worst that the world has ever been. I think Nebuchadnezzar's yeah. uh, actions and behavior was even tougher than this. Doesn't yeah. mean it's easy. I have good friends that are highly educated mm -hmm. who you know have their PhD who put their pronouns in their signature mm -hmm. 
And I can have genuine conversations with them mm -hmm. and ask them, what is this all about? Help me to understand. And if I'm not entering into that conversation to argue with them and mm -hmm. debate with them, yeah. I find that they open up and they're disarmed and the walls don't go yeah. up. Just asking, help me to understand. That doesn't, just because you understand doesn't mean you have to agree. One of my favorite things that... <laughs> Me and my sister say to each other is, you don't have to understand me, but you do have to respect me. And of course, that's talking about we're in a little argument or something, but we truly don't have to understand where people are coming from, but we do have to respect them at a level of, I still love you, Jesus still loves you. And I think that sometimes the older generation is just upset. I don't, I don't know what the right word is. Does that make sense? Uh, no, I want you to expand on it. Um, when you say upset, you mean that they're angry with what they're seeing in the they're world, angry, so they yeah. so they get combative, that mm -hmm. kind of thing. And they, to be honest, America isn't what it used to be, and so they want us to have freedoms. They are wiser than us. At the end of the day, a lot of people, a lot of older people, are wiser than us, and so they see us, or not us, but certain people not walking in wisdom, but choosing feelings over facts. And so I think yeah. that's why. Um, there's a disconnect between the older generation and the younger generation is because a lot of people my age are feelings. I'm not a feel. I mean, I do feel a lot, but it's facts over feelings. It's Bible over feelings. It's the truth over feelings because our feelings can lead us astray and our heart is deceitful. And I think that people don't want to believe that nowadays yeah. because they believe it's live your truth, but it's yeah. no like live the truth. The truth. Yes, yeah. Matt. Yeah, good point, Matt. I had an interesting day yesterday. It's kind of been a go, go, go pace. And mm -hmm. I have been a part of a program with the San Diego East County Chamber of Commerce. It's a leadership program that the Chamber of Commerce puts on. I really believe in it. I have lots of friends there. And so they asked me to be a day chair, which means you take the day and you explain a certain part of East County to a bunch of civic leaders, a bunch of business leaders, like 25 of them or so. And they asked me to do education day, which was really weird to me because <laughs> I don't have a PhD. I'm not an academic or an educator. I have some responsibility to our, our school district. Like if they've got trouble, I support them, but I'm not the principal or the superintendent or anything. So really what I am is a grandparent and a parent who put my kids all through, well, the kids at least, who are now grown, grown adults, <laughs> through public school. Sure. A lot of my grandkids do go to private Christian school, and I thought it would be a good opportunity for me to share that, that what we have there, because there's private Christian education is an alternative for folks, and an important one. And so I went to an elementary school, and it's one of the most amazing districts. It's Cajon Valley mm -hmm. uh, District, and they go from elementary school all the way, they even have a high school mm -hmm. in that school district. Tons of Christians that work there. And they are working with a dynamic, intelligent innovator who came from Qualcomm. He was a headhunter for Qualcomm, and now he's the innovator in the school district. And he's using this program that everybody knows more about it than I do. It's not a strength finder, but it's like that. You get letters, and it tells you who you are tells the kids who you are, and it tells them things like um, what they might be good at, what they might be interested in. And we're talking elementary school. Mm. And the thing that brought this to my mind when you're saying you meet people where they are and, and help you talking to them, and they're, they're trying to figure out who they are maybe. Yeah. And so it was amazing. 
I have to admit, these teachers worked so, so hard and their kids got to present some stuff and, and they really were amazing kids. But it was heavy on my heart that they are finding out, quote, who they are, mm. and it's all separated from God. Now, that doesn't mean it's the public school's responsibility mm -hmm. to tell them who they are in God. Yeah. But without that, it just seemed empty. Yeah. It seemed like not enough. And I thought, you know what? That's our job. Our job is to help people understand how their father feels about them, that he created them, he knows them, he knows how they are, he loves them before they ever said yes to him. The Bible says that while we were enemies, that we have chosen to be an enemy of God, he loved us then. He loves them. Instead of getting them in a chokehold, choking them out and straightening them up and all that, um, it's, we have a responsibility to add the most important part to that equation. You have a father, and he made you, and he loves you. That's our job and our joy. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah that's I'm glad you're doing that. That's really good. It makes me think of like exactly like the school system where people who are not raising their kids um, in a Christian home and teaching them the truth. It's like, they are just going to turn to whoever will tell them who they are. Mm. Or they'll be like, I guess I'm this way, so I guess I like these things. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if we look at the Bible, it tells us exactly who we are. We don't have to second guess it. But I think that's why people suffer from not knowing their identity and having to go through so many different identities because they don't know. Yeah. Is that too hard to say on the podcast? No, I think no. it's exactly it's on true. the point it really really is i want to be gentle but it's it's the truth <laughs> yeah that's what's going to help people bible is real clear on speaking the truth in love yeah and so some people err on both sides of that yeah. right i love the person so i'm not going to say anything that would get them any upset at all because i'm just going to love them there's other people that say oh yeah i'm just telling the truth so i'm going to smack them between the eyes mm -hmm. and yes. but it is it's the blending of both of those yeah and i think that people who you earn the right to be heard right. yeah. by what yeah. tori did with you yeah, yeah. The Lord has told me more than once, do your job, Kevin, I'll do my job. And your job is to love them. Your yeah. job is not to be the Holy Spirit. That doesn't mean that at times you don't say, I don't agree with you. This mm -hmm. is what I believe, and this is what I found to be true. But if it's not mixed with love, it's not going to have the power that it needs to transform somebody's life forever. Amen. Amen. So good. Yeah. The um, one thing I'm looking for, and I may have shared this on the show a while ago, but I had a friend who passed away, and he was an atheist, and he had cancer. And so I asked him, hey, why don't we form a nonprofit? And why don't we show people how people of faith and people that aren't of faith can work together <clears throat> to change their community for the better? Mm -hmm. And he said, I don't have energy for it. And I said, this is for after you die mm -hmm. because we can be an example for people and it could be a legacy of that and i bumped into another friend who claims to be an atheist i just say that i love jesus and she doesn't love jesus yet mm -hmm. yeah um, and she lets me pray for her the other guy didn't want me to pray for her. isn't that insane that people will let them let us pray for them yeah they think it's the cutest little thing sometimes <laughs> how cute you want to pray I for know. me but you know what when jesus answers 
their prayer, yeah. they might just get an epiphany. There <laughs> might be something to this. And so I am really looking forward to, I don't know, I don't think it's unequally yoked. I don't know what you guys think, but forming a nonprofit for people of faith and people of no faith, I don't know how to say it, to work together. Because people get to know you mm-hmm. when you work together. They see Christians work hard and yeah. Christians are genuine and Christians aren't like they thought they were. Yeah. And yeah. the myth of the of Christians in the church gets dispelled as mm-hmm. we just get close to people who don't love Jesus. Yeah, and the yeah. world wants to claim love, but love God is love. Yeah. There's nothing short of God that makes love. We are the only ones that can bring love and can fruit love. It's that kind of that counterfeit love. Like you're saying, people feel... They filled their lives with things because we have a, I don't know who said it, a God-shaped hole. He made yeah, us yeah. and then knows that we've, we're lacking him. Yeah. And so we try to fill it up with all sorts of stuff, all sorts of counterfeits. Yeah. But the real thing is the real thing. Yeah, 100%. It's powerful. Yeah, it has power. That's right. I want to know what the Lord's been telling you recently. What's he been saying to you? So David Matranga actually just spoke yesterday and the day before, a couple days before, the Lord was putting on my heart to pray for a larger capacity to be able to do everything in excellence. And of course, there's grace. And of course, um, I have to rely on him. But praying for a deeper capacity, diligent, peace, patience, patience for sure. The Lord has really been showing me and my mom has been saying, and it's engraved in my head. I just have to push play and I hear it. It's, Vanessa, this is a trust God issue. Are you going to trust God or are you not? <laughs> That's Monica Hunter, everybody. <laughs> I thought it might be. <laughs> so really having patience and not trying to be people's Holy Spirit. Mm. And also doing my jobs in excellence and um, doing school in a way that would honor him because i have a lot of people at my school who aren't christians and they're watching me and sometimes i forget (laughs) so doing life well and doing life with the lord in the last like month i have felt closer to him than i have in a while and it's just been my surrender and my needing him because i've had to make a lot of big decisions yeah and so when i have to make a lot of big decisions i feel like i lean in a lot more which i should just be leaning in that amount every single day but i've had to rely on him and to hear his voice and to feel him tangibly because it actually brings deep peace in my life and security this may make you guys both stumble in jealousy but (laughs) mark hoffman wrote a devotional I, yeah, he just yeah. announced it. Well, I have a preview copy. What? Yeah. For us? Yes. Well, okay, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Sweet. Uh, yeah, that's the only way I'm going to overcome your sin of jealousy because <laughs> I read the first devotion today. Now, it was insane. And I'll tell you why. Have you heard Mark Hoffman preach? Uh, a couple times. Uh, <laughs> I, so. I don't know, maybe once. Well, it's deep and it's rich and it's crazy and you have to like listen to it crazy in a good way pastor i mean it's just like whoa so many times and so this is kind of a sermon distilled into two and a quarter pages this guy's mind yeah wow yeah so nuts and it's coming on sale in just a short while Mm -hmm. and there's tons of copies to buy but the reason i bring it up is because his first one, and I won't spoil this, you'll have to read it for yourself, but yeah, you need to believe that God is, 
that he exists, and he's a rewarder. Mm. Mm. Rewarder of those who diligently or earnestly seek him. And it's weird because if you look at that, or in the past maybe I felt like, I don't want to walk in faith and believe because I'm going to get rewarded. Mm. I'm, not, I'm not trying to get rewarded. I'm just being obedient and everything. The Bible says that. Yeah. The Bible says live your life in such a way that you know that your faith is going to end up in reward. Yeah. And not just in the pearly gates, like here and now That's rewarded. Glory. So when Monica says, are you going to trust him or not trust him? Are you going to believe that he's going to reward you by you mm-hmm. leaning in and by you stepping out yeah. and all of that? Um it just it puts it in a different light and it makes us walk a different way so i'm only going to give you that part of that first but i will buy you both a copy this is not going to be Ooh, one yeah. of those that i'm going to say anybody who asks i'm going to give it to you for free like i always do i'm not doing that with this one because i want everybody to buy it yeah now i don't want you to buy it on amazon because when somebody sells something on Amazon, they get like a cent and a half. Yeah. So what I want you to do is I want you to look at the Foothills Church website. Mm-hmm. And pretty soon. Which we'll have the link in our bio. Yeah. And so it, we're going to have it all set up so that people can buy them. Because you can give them away for yeah. Christmas. Ooh. We got it done in time. Mark That's looked awesome. really, really hard on it. And That's it's magnificent. Awesome. If the rest of the devotions are as good as the first one. That's fantastic. So. Yay. That was a big that was a big commercial for that, but it was Thanks, really Mark. good. Yeah, for so many different things, right? We've yeah. got good pastors. Okay, well, Vanessa, I want you to share something that's on your heart for mm. the people who are listening. And then I want you to pray for them. Okay. A verse that was on my heart while driving over here was Psalms forty nine fifteen, but it says, But as for me, God will redeem my life. He will snatch me from the power of the grave. That verse is for every single person. Glory. And if you are pursuing someone who is, who you think is gone or their heart is cold, know that this verse applies to them. And one day if they choose to accept God into their heart, they will feel this because Christ is all-consuming. And so I want to pray for the person who is afraid to step out because they think they're going to look weird or they think that they're going to be rejected. Chances are you will be rejected at least one time (laughs) while trying to share the gospel. And I also want to pray for the person who um, is pursuing someone that they believe that their heart is cold and that they will never turn to the Lord. So I want to pray. So bow your heads, close your eyes. (laughs) (laughs) Unless you're driving. (laughs) Um, Lord, we thank you that we can come before you boldly and that we can make our requests known to you. Lord, I just pray for the person that is pursuing their sister, their mom, their grandma, their coworker, whoever they're pursuing. I pray that you would fill them up with the grace, the mercy, the strength to continuously pursue and to pour in. Lord, I pray a divine favor over them, Lord, that they would not grow weary. I thank you for Kevin and Matt. I pray you bless them. And yeah, thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. And don't forget, you've been sent.